Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. I bring you greetings in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we enter this Labor Day weekend, I trust that you're Gratitude to God is great if you are one of those who happens to be employed. And it's a time to pray for those who don't have a job. Labor Day, of course, started near the end of the 19th century to celebrate union workers in New York City. And uh, it's interesting that the statistics have tilted in the last 30 years because although our labor force in the United States has grown, Union membership has not kept pace, partly because of the nature of the changing nature of the labor market. But let's pray for workers in and out of unions and pray for workers who are seeking for jobs. The global economy is challenged and God is still in control. So let's pray. Our Labor Day, cry out to God for people in need of work, and for people who are making jobs available, that their hearts and minds may be in the right place. Father, we cry to you today with this nation, the United States, and all the nations of the earth in state of flux in some cases, people facing devastation, disaster, disease. Oh God, we ask that we might turn our eyes upon you and look to you for solutions for our ordinary problems. And we thank you, gracious Heavenly Father, that you have solutions for our extraordinary problems. And you have in store for us good things for the end of the journey. Grant that people listening today may grasp your truth and embrace your salvation. We pray for the people in devastated areas, hurricane, earthquake, war, civil disobedience, anger, rage. Oh God, look down upon the earth and the people you have created and have mercy upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Harvest International brings you greetings and encourages you to go to our website, harvestinternational.com. Dot org and see what we're doing to help in the areas of devastation and need. Maybe God will lay it upon your heart to participate with us. In our conversation today, I want to pick up where we left off the last week. For the last couple of weeks, we had been looking at what is commonly called the story of man's fall, the beginning of the destruction of the human race in Genesis chapter 3. And we want to look at four aspects 
again today. Four entities, four personalities. Satan, Eve, Adam, and Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty. Four personalities involved in the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, recorded in Genesis chapter 3. Today, we're revisiting that chapter, and uh, someone might argue or might ask the question, why should we go back again to look at that? We live in a different age today. Yes, indeed, we do. We're covered by the blood, the Christians will tell me. Jesus protects us. We're kept by the Holy Spirit. And all those observations are correct. My response to that kind of reasonable, I think reasonable objection, is that as long as we are here on planet Earth, we're instructed by the Word of God to be vigilant. And knowing history helps us to understand where we are today. Until that day, when we are translated, and I'm talking to people who are born again by faith in Jesus Christ, until that day, when we are translated through the portals of death or at the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ, we remain vulnerable to Satan. Satan who himself will be confined during the millennial period for a thousand years. The Bible tells us John the Apostle, getting this straight from the Lord Jesus, had this to say. And I said of the abyss, and holding in his hand the great chain, he seized the dragon, the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until that blessed thousand years were ended. After that, he might be set free for a short time. My friend, following that period being of being set free for a short time, Revelation 20 verse 10 tells us this, And the devil who had deceived them were thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets were, and they would be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now you may choose to argue with that. I choose to believe the word of God, and I'm on that in that territory says that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes, his day is coming. Satan's day is coming, but for now, but for now we must remain aware. By God's grace, we must remain prepared. I suggest to you that the system is still operative. The system of Satan's deception. So today we remember that these four personalities are relevant today as they were back in Genesis chapter 3. Satan the deceiver, Eve the deceived, Adam the deluded, and Jehovah the detector. Satan the deceiver will always question God's holy word as he did in Genesis chapter 3. He said to Eve, hath God said? Did God really say that? When in doubt, my friend, give God the benefit of the doubt. 
Let's remind ourselves that Satan began his foray into Eve's heart and mind with a seemingly innocent question that held potential for her ego to be explored and exploited and expressed. Every religious pretender and every philosopher of plunder wants to break down our God question, God standard. They want to break down our commitment to the standards of God. Consider the quantity, the variety, and the depth of new standards of morality that have crept into social science today. Christian believer, you cannot be a part of it. For just a few moments, step aside from all the noise of the world driven mad by satanic deceit. And in that quiet place, ask yourself the question, what does the Bible have to say about where we are today? Is the word of God still a relevant standard? Eve, the deceived, Eve's first mistake was to be suckered in into a battle of wits with the enemy who would come in the camouflage. And the Bible tells me he still comes as a camouflage. Jesus said he comes as a wolf, but he comes in sheep's clothing. May I be perfectly honest with you? I began my walk with Christ almost 75 years ago, and I've been exposed to Christian teaching, listened to some great Bible teachers, read a few books, and listened to the various shades of Christian interpretation, and I am grateful for all that they have imparted. But please hear me, hear me well. I find myself going back to the words of Scripture for my answer. I find myself doing what David said he wanted to do, hide God's word in his heart so that he might be on God's side. My friend, I urge you to give that serious contemplation, serious commitment. What I'm saying is that the believer living in these circumstances or in your location, removed from the extras, can still defeat Satan the old-fashioned way. Paul writing to the believers at Colossae and to those of us listening today had this to say, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him, through Christ. Let's go back to the text and listen to the deceiver setting up Eve, not just Eve, but Adam too. It's about this time that the Lord, the old song by Cleveland Derricks makes sense. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus, he wrote. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Overly simplistic, you say, perhaps, but it is a wonderful starting point, and a little talk with Jesus will lead us to a longer talk with Jesus if we spend time rehearsing his word in our hearts. The psalmist was right. There is continuing blessing for that person who 
makes the law of the Lord his delight or her delight. When was the last time you spent a little time being delighted by the word of God in his presence? Oh, you're a Christian and you go through all the motions. But my friend, the deceiver has come your way. He has come your way. The deluder has passed by you. Oh, but they didn't get away with it. When in the case of Adam and Eve, the Bible says they made themselves garments of leaves and they hid themselves among the trees of the garden. And you probably are one of those who is enjoying the good things of God, but, but hiding from him among the things he gave to you. It's time to have a little talk with Jesus. It's time to have a bigger talk with Jesus because the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword. Oh, my Bible tells me that there is not a creature apparent before him or unapparent before him, unseen by him, but in all things are naked and bare before the eyes, the eyes of him with whom we have to do. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Where are you? And God is calling out to somebody today, Where are you? And Adam said, I was afraid that I hid myself. But you can't hide from God. Come today and allow him to draw you back into his fellowship. Will you by faith come now? Now is your accepted time. Begin the journey. A little walk, a little talk, a little faith, a little commitment, a little admission that you have wandered far away. God grant you the willingness to make it real in your life. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.